would say anything back, Sims recalled. That's when some guy in the back spoke up and said, You know, I don't agree with you at all. The room of 18-year-olds sat in silence, waiting for the professor to turn their classmate into a heap of academic ashes. This guy was the only one who had the nerve to do it. He started arguing back and forth with Ranchino. I thought, who is that guy? He's smart and knows how to speak clearly. Later that day, Sims met the guy. Hi, I'm Mike Huckabee, and discovered they were hallmates in the now non-existent dorm known as Daniel Hall, named after the Old Testament character. Sims thought, this Huckabee guy is going to either be the next Billy Graham or he's going to be a politician. He is clearly headed somewhere. In 1853, the state of Arkansas commissioned the Cairo and Fulton Railroad to build a line of track across the state from Missouri to Texas. Delayed by the Civil War and poor finances, it was not completed until the early 1870s. Missouri rail bosses had built a line from St. Louis downward through the state to reach the iron ore deposits in what was aptly named Iron Mountain. Jesse James robbed one of these trains in 1874, but refused to take items from men who had working man's hands. He was after the Yankee money of bankers and businessmen. Revenge for the so-called War of Northern Aggression made good motivation for robbing trains. That rail line coming out of St. Louis eventually extended all the way down to the Arkansas-Texas border, and for good reason, connecting an entire state's worth of southern neighbors to the excitement of St. Louis and Chicago made good business sense. In a time when horseback travel through some sections of Arkansas might take you a mere seven miles per day, the railroads advertised their line with this claim, this is positively the only line that runs its entire trains from St. Louis to Texas without change. In addition to creating the quickest path from Missouri to Texas, the railroads planned their specific route through Arkansas due to the lay of the land. For the sake of simplicity, geologists divide Arkansas diagonally from the northeast corner all the way down to the southwest corner where Arkansas meets Texas, culminating in a town called Texarkana. North of the geological divide is called Highlands, and south of the divide they call Lowlands. When people envision Arkansas hillbilly culture in history, it is the mountainous Ozark region of the northwest to which they are referring. But when talking about Old South realities present within Arkansas culture, sharecropping, agriculture dependence, plantations, and Memphis blues, that refers to the lowlands of the Delta and Gulf Coastal Plains. Therefore, central Arkansas sits at the intersection of three cultural regions, as embodied by the cities one would travel to upon leaving Little Rock in opposite directions. St. Louis, Midwest, Memphis, Deep South, and Dallas, southwest. And heading northwest out of Arkansas would take you into Indian Territory, now known to us as the state of Oklahoma. Arkansas was a crossroads and a land of untapped potential. The railroads were about to change that. Texarkana came into existence as a railroad supply town. As the railroad companies in Texas and Arkansas each laid down their tracks, they joined up on the state line. Early city planners decided to obtain 100 feet from the railroads, 50 feet from each company, to create the main street of the town that would straddle the state line. On the Arkansas side of the dealings, it was Joseph A. Longborough, an executive with the St. Louis and Iron Mountain Railroad, who granted them their 50 feet.
Of course, Texarkana wasn't the only town springing into existence along the route of the new railroad lines. Thirty miles up from Texarkana, Longboro's team decided to build a train depot, a stopping point for people to board the trains that would soon be coming through. They built the train depot in 1874. But people who waited for trains often needed food, lodging, and supplies, so businesses cropped up, the first ones being on land purchased from the railroad companies. Residential houses came after that, followed by churches, a school, and a post office. In a short amount of time, an entire town had sprung up around the original depot and rail lines. But no matter how humble its beginnings, every town needs a name. Mr. Longborough decided this particular train depot town was worthy of being named after his daughter, Hope. On January 16, 1901, Virgil Huckabee entered the world in Hempstead County, Arkansas. The Huckabees had called Hempstead County their home for a few generations.